MGM, everybody. Welcome, friends. Welcome all to episode 26 of Rug Radio and NFTs Beyond the Floor. With me, Ben, the NFT 101, your host, following 25 fantastic episodes, all now available as a collection of podcasts via Spotify, Apple Music. Go there now, follow, download, listen back at your leisure as we have started a breakdown of Web3 progression, comprehensive Web3 progression, as told by the builders, the founders, the artists with real intent. And our focus remains on the importance of storytelling in Web3 and the power of narrative to make a project unmissable. Unmissable. I open the series on Mondays and Thursdays at the same time. So 9 a.m. Pacific. Good morning, you all. 12 midday Eastern. Happy lunchtime, everyone. And 5 p.m. here in the damp and miserable UK. Good evening, all. Good evening, Bex. Good evening, Tom Youngs. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. evening. Good evening. I'm just uh, also bringing up Zerk and I'm bringing up Spaceman. How are you, Bex? How are you? How are you? I'm all right. Thank Where are you. we? Where are um, we at? Um, we're a day before due Lee, date. Now you're so. keeping us on uh, <laughs> on edge. <laughs> well, according to my midwife, might still be two oh, weeks. So don't be too on okay. edge. <laughs> Get yourself <laughs> a curry. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, but, but yeah, I'm 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 here joining for about half an hour. Unfortunately, I can't join for the whole session. But I'm really looking forward to this chat today. Bex, so always um, to I will you up. sneak off Great, quietly. Thank you. Hey Tom, how are you? I'm great, thanks, mate. I'm not pregnant, um, so can't bring that to the table. <laughs> I know what the news you like, though. It's coming home, um, isn't yeah, it? It's coming I mean, home. I mean, it's coming home, yeah. Well, actually, that was more space man earlier. Was it? Um, doing no work, just watching foot footy, but... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, his wife's kicked him out. He'll, he'll, he'll <laughs> Hello, spaceman. Hello, Zerk. Big energy! Oh, I love it. Big what energy! <laughs> That's a lot more energy than he's been showing uh, this morning, let me tell he's you. He's been saving it up for us. Well, yeah, because I haven't, I haven't been sat on calls all day with these schmucks, you know? <laughs> so luckily I've been a free man today. It feels great. Very good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, yes, well, look, uh, good to have you all up. Uh, last week we had a great feedback session at the beginning of the week. Got some good feedback about what's going on this Thursday coming up. First bit of that feedback, first open mic session. So all of you mark it in your calendars. I'll post it in after this session will be great to um yeah invite people up just to talk about what they're doing and what's going on in the space uh but today um really really looking forward to uh speaking with um philip philip colbert who is the artist behind the lobstars um a project that i work very closely with um i've been working as head of community there since oh goodness march now um and uh, yes we've had lots of uh, excellent um, bits and pieces going on, um, but we have a cool announcement about an upcoming smaller collection called the Lobster Bots, which uh, which is connected to an amazing art experiment that Philip is uh, coordinating. And so, yes, I won't talk about it anymore. I will invite him up to come and speak about it. Hello, Philip. How are you today? Hey, Philip, you're on mute. <laughs> Yep. I, am I not on mute? I think I'm not on mute anymore. Okay, You're great. good now. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Philip. Yeah, How are you? Button free situation. I'm oh. okay, Ben. I, I just wanted to check. I never asked you, why are you the 101? Um, 
I don't know, really. So people say, like, when when you give someone a 101 on something, it's like you give them, like, a rundown, like a brief, comprehensive, this is how it works. And so... Okay, um, that's the 101. Okay, I was just wondering. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just... Uh, I, I nabbed it, the, one, the NFT 101. I thought it was... Um, I thought it was interesting back in January when I was sort of finding Visionary. what was going on in the space. Yeah. So, um, and I also managed to get the domain name as well, but I haven't done anything with it. <laughs> um, Amazing. Yeah. So anyway, how are you, Philip? Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, ben, good. I just had a long trip. I had a lunch in Barnes in the other end of London. And so I was stuck in crazy traffic for a long time. Perfect. But, That's exactly what you need uh, when you know you've got a call to be on where you need fixed signal. Yes, exactly. But I'm back, back in the studio now. Great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and you're great. moving studio, aren't you, Philip? You're moving from yes, one into it's, another. It's luckily um, gets keeps getting delayed, so I keep putting it off. <laughs> and luckily, it's getting delayed all the time. So now it's delayed till a few months into next year. Um, oh, I see. It's always well, the you know the, the logistics of moving is always a, a bore because you have to pack everything and also just so much going on. It's hard to like <laughs> prioritize. <laughs> And I've been to your studio. That's going to take some serious packing. There's a serious um, lobster chaos zone. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of fun. Um, have the guys in the studio been able to uh, put a little bit of the football on there today? Have they had a, a sneaky well, desktop I was, set Well, I was up? out with this lunch. With this, it was this, uh, with artist friend of mine who's um, called Bruce McLean. He's like a he must be a 70 now and he, he was he's quite a an interesting artist you can google his work and um he's he did the massive sculpture that's by liverpool street station um so it was with him and another artist friend of mine a guy called martin creed who won the turner prize with the light bulb switch the light bulb flicking on and off and those two are randomly it turned out that bruce used to teach martin at, at um slade art college or something so they knew each other years ago and i just realized they knew each other so we had a catch up lunch very nice. nice very awesome. nice and i think um we had you on the show gosh i think you came on on episode three so we're now at episode 26 so lots has happened since then and um and we'll let's see if we can go through an entire spaces you and i without one of us dropping out or the signal dying or something happening so i think it's probably this... mostly my fault that no no it was definitely i was <laughs> i was away on holiday i remember um, but yeah, we'll try and get all the way through this one and, and lots has happened. And I think it's, I think for those who aren't, you know, there'll be some people here today who are, um, and you know, this will become a podcast episode as well. So lots of people listening back that we've obviously had, um, the, the mint of the lobsters, which took place in April earlier this year, all those years ago. Um, and I, I kind of want to set the scene for some people who will wonder where the lobster box has come from, because, Way, way back before we even minted the Lobstars, you obviously, um, in your frustration during uh, COVID uh, at not being able to exhibit, you set about building out Lobsteropolis, which is a large, very large uh, space in Decentraland. And can you tell us a little bit about that land? Because you've obviously got the robotics lab there anyway, haven't you? Yes. Um, hey, yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I guess. Um, I guess I've been interested, and I've mentioned this a few times before on on Twitter Spaces and stuff. I guess I've been interested just in this this cross section of art and technology, and in, in the different from these different and all the possible directions that can take. Um, you yeah. know, which obviously got me into the the, the 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 sort of modeling process towards you know that also. Um, 
is integrated in my paintings that even have this sort of modeling process and then and then obviously the um the actual digital works themselves and then and then obviously as you mentioned the the, the metaverse space and having this sort of world and yeah then, um with and then with robotics through first telepresence and now that with the lobster bots is is i guess the lobster bots is i guess just a development of what what i guess i i i was a sort of direction with you know i took with the the telepresent robots at the Sachi show was just what was really exciting with that was how by integrating this idea of robot robots in in the exhibition it really changed how the exhibition um was perceived and and, and the energy around it and how it felt like and so i guess it really that really set like lit a flame in in my head that i was like i really want to do a lot more experimental robotic activity with my art and so i guess uh, i've been working a lot on telepresent ideas and then i guess as the nft space really developed and as the lobsters developed it just felt a really interesting intersection of trying to to you know i've been building this robot and i thought well you know it'd be really interesting to try and take the idea of the creation of the nft and the and and the next chapter of the the lobsters but sort of somehow integrate this idea of the robot with that and 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 push mm. the boundaries a little bit about what of the art making process and i guess i mean this is already happening obviously in in lots lots of artists that work with with ai are obviously already you know doing a lot with nfts so it was not like a, a new thing in in and of itself but the idea of creating a, like a performative robot that had an ai brain that, that the holders could somehow activate and control and at the same time create a performance with to me seemed like it you know it's at this stage obviously we're describing something because i'm describing something yeah. that has not really been done yet is that you know that hasn't really well, certainly hasn't been a lobster robot, but but in terms of the phenomenon I'm talking about, in a way, it's still quite particular because it's a mixture of quite a few elements, and it's not. And until I create, it's a bit like with the the, the telepresence show, you know, like when it was in my head and we were working on it was one thing, but then when it actually became real, then it it became much more visible for people, to, and it became the phenomenon of it was created. And I think with the lobster bots, I think. I'm excited for when we actually get, you know, very imminently when the lobster robot is in position and, you know, people can operate it and suddenly, it's, you know, the AI brain function becomes visible and the experience then is, is real. Because I yes. think at that point, so it will hopefully be quite an exciting moment where, you know, when pe when it really like shows, that I think the phenomena around art can really be opened up with with technology and yeah. i think and, and hopefully it's a new phenomenon that like people experiencing it or people witnessing it or watching will be like wow yes. this is properly amazingly bonkers and well <laughs> to to just to kind of <laughs> power back a little bit because i think it's it's so easy for this to be you know seen as very very bonkers because it's surreal you know it's a, it's a surreal thing that you're talking about and in your mind it's very firm and it's very fixed but I want to try and bring people on a little bit of a journey to come to where this is going. So essentially the Lobstars minted um, and part of the roadmap um, for the Lobstars project was robotics. And so Philip commissioned a robot to be uh, made, built um, with UCL, right? With University College London and their robotics department. And um, that's right, isn't it? Sorry, Philip, I'm, I'm, I just wanted to get confirmation. It is with, so it's with UCL Robotics Department, 
they have they have built now a robot which Philip and his team in the studio have who have got this incredible three D printer have been able to create all of the kind of body parts that now have been attached to that robot. And there is a ro- robot lobster, which is, I don't know, about three foot tall, is it, Philip? How, t- how big is that, that robot? Yeah, it's like maybe 3.2, 3, yeah, just over three foot. Yeah. And so that robot can do various things and, and it can be controlled in various ways to move its eyes around and its arms and its claw and all of these different things. Um, and, and so the lobster bots, which is this PFP small pfp collection that we're um about to release or or in 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 a little bit of time that is a fully animated collection of these robot lobsters that you now have a a real life version of it and so can you tell us a little bit about the artwork and the inspiration behind the collection before we then move on to kind of what what that then opens up for everybody yeah so the lobster bot collection is basically lobster bot controllers so the idea that that to, to be able to control the robot, you need to get a controller, like a lobster robot. And the robots themselves are, you know, they're an artwork collection in themselves and they're animated and they are very much like, I guess, because I, I, I've been doing quite a lot of animated NFTs before. And I guess after the Lobstars, I, I was sort of keen to develop a collection of animated works because I, I guess... I like the idea that with animated you can really bring something yeah. to life and also um it just it felt like a fresh challenge of like you know developing a collection but but being able to go quite deep into the into the animated elements of it and and taking a theme which for me was obviously very relevant for the robot because we, we you know we have this robot and but it was like also taking the robot and playing with it as a as a journey through my own language of, uh, you know, all the symbols and references and, and, and just going a bit crazy with the robot. And I think, you know, I, I think the, the, the collection itself is going to, is looking amazing. I'm really happy with it. And, and I feel that there's an, a lot of depth in the animation. And I think, you know, that it, it's, I think it's in a very appropriate like entry way into the project. Cause I think th- th- they're also pretty bonkers and I think they represent conceptually the sort of the free spirit of what we're trying to do here in terms of with the project is trying to like, you know, do something that isn't just a closed book, you know, where, where you know, yes, the, the reveal might be exciting, but after that, it's just, you know, a beginning, middle and end. What we're trying to do is obviously create something where it very much is experimental and the, the, um, and the experience of it, it's obviously it's, it's, yes, it's digital, but, the robot brings things right back to reality. Yes, again. and so and, and so let. And oh, go on, Luke. Yeah, carry on. yeah, and I guess what's very exciting is that that the, the the starting point on the project is going to be amazing. In in my opinion, I think the PFPs are looking really strong. So I think that's a super exciting like step one. But it is just the, the controllers are just the start, and and the, the key to this project is also how it it's it's a performance with the robot and then the result of what the robot makes because you've got to remember that also the robot is like is a great opportunity for me to play a little bit with the, the the pop factory idea and have this lobster robot artist who which is programmed with an ai brain that basically the users are controlling and we're making artwork is also an amazing like performance piece for me as an as an art piece in and of itself yes and so let's let's cover that then so holders of 
the PFP collection that you're talking about, which is a limited PFP, it's very low volume. It's not, you know, there's fewer than a thousand pieces. Um, and holders of that collection would essentially be able to um, connect to an experiment that you are running. And that, that would be like a live streamed and also telepresence. So when they've connected to it, they'll be able to almost like look through the robot lobster's eyes and, and take a little bit of control of that rob lobster. Blah, blah, blah. Put my teeth back in that robot that lobster <laughs> um i say this and i sound so bizarre talking about it because it's really wild. <laughs> but the idea yeah, is that they'll be able to take control of it and essentially collaborate with you to create a real life piece of art yes it, it, well and then this is what there's almost a few elements at play because the, the the user is taking control of the lobster robot but then there's also an AI brain, so there's an AI element of it, and then, and then in a way, there's some some elements determined by me. So it's like it, it's a sort of collaboration between, you know, the, the user, the, the AI brain of the lobster robot, the AI, the, the super lobster brain, and then and then the um, you know the uh, the uh, yeah. So there's so me, the, the artificial intelligence, and the, and the user. So it's a sort of it's it's in a way an exp an exploration of the authorship of art, but also the possibilities of it, and in a way, and being able to create a way of making art which is is more experimental, if that makes and, sense. And and this this experiment, this because it sounds very theatrical, right? It sounds almost like a show, like a, a performance. This this performance will be taking place. Um, it won't it won't just be happening like behind closed doors. Essentially, like the idea is that you work with a, a partner. Yes, definitely. So there, there will be a few different stages. So we have our launch um, period where we, we will have a, a very public installation of of the robot, where we, we, when we it will announce it to the press and everything, and then and then we will we will launch the PFP project, the the, the controllers, and then and then when the project of hopefully mints out, then we will um, have a performance, which again will be very public, and the robot will. The, the, the robot art factory um, experience, which is again will be like a performance, will will be set, and then when the works are all created, then there will be an exhibition. Amazing, and so okay, right. So I'm <laughs> I'm just trying to frame it so that then everybody <laughs> is on the same page. So great collection of beautiful animated artworks, opening uh, op like acting as the gateway, the key to joining you to collaborate with the robot and the AI brain for with a like an exhibition piece of it to create an additional piece of artwork which will then be exhibited. Yes, exactly. Excellent. Right. So there we are everyone. Any questions? <laughs> but I um uh, I I will let um Spaceman Zerk and Bex uh, chime in here if they want to because that was that was quite uh um you know it and it does require a bit of explaining just so everybody is kind of like up to speed in terms of what it is that you're delivering but i guess my first question philip is what why like what what is it that is um that excites you about this i was going to ask the same thing good question sorry zerk <laughs> for me what's exciting about yeah, it it's like what is it that what yeah. is it that gets you kind of like um you know what motivates you to to make performances and create art in this way well, I think I've always believed that in a way with performance, it's like it's like punk of art in a way, because, y you know, you you take risks and, and there's something 
with performance as well that's a live wire that's living you know sometimes you know art can be the the carcass the the the, the relic the, the the sort of um inanimate object in a way and so and the great thing with performance is that it, it's the spirit in the air and they're like there's something when you witness a really cool artistic performance there's something where like it's 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 alive and it's it's got that energy of punk rock and like for me that's the power of performance art like when i've done little performative things in the past like i once did this this um gorilla catwalk show in the national gallery and i had like completely unofficial you know came into the gallery with all these models wearing crazy outfits during fashion week and it was like and i told the whole press and everyone to, to be there at three o'clock and I, we were handing out bowler hats like thomas crown affair and the whole gallery was filled with people with bowler hats you know and it was a complete unofficial event and we completely took over the national gallery the center of the the, the, the museum it was was there was so many cameramen in there and photographers even though they're not supposed to have photographers just because everyone had coming in at the same time and when the models came in that it was like the the energy in the room was insane like and the and 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 they were making this sort of train formation, and the, the sound of all the high heels going in the in the space created this crazy audio as well that we didn't really expect. Like I didn't, and when I was planning the idea, I didn't really. Um, and and the, the, you know the the museum the museum officials were like in complete chaos because they didn't know how to stop it, and and there was an amazing sort of you know rebellious spirit and creative energy with it, and. And people in the room there were like, that That was amazing. Like people came up to me afterwards and was like, that was such a great energy. What you did, did in there, it was like felt so amazingly bold and like and, and, and creative and bonkers. And like it was a risk and it worked. And and for me, I guess um, this idea of the performance is 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 really interesting with art. Again, it's like I think it's like the live wire that can be very powerful and I guess for me, the, the, with this project, like when when the stage is set and we have this like this this set with the robot and the and 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 the conveyor belt and the whole like you know like the stage set of this sort of robot art factory and 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 just the very nature of people making art through logging into the Lobster Brain and then controlling it and then the result of these works is going to be like a, a crazy experiment in a way and. The, but but I guess what's what I think is very interesting about it is the phenomenon of that is something we don't know until it happens. And for me, there's something I think going to be very like people viewing this uh, uh, when they see it, they're going to be like, "What the hell is going on?" And and it's gonna I think there's going to be something quite exciting in that because like we can't fully de- determine the result at this stage like because there's also a large ai component which is also extremely exciting in and of itself like we've been programming an ai lobster brain to make my work based on all my past work and so and and also by the input of the of the of the holder so it's that is also going to be really interesting it's going to be a very progressive part of what, of making art today so we've got the ai element we've got the fact that the the user will also like have a painted element on the work and 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 also will have some text ai input as well so the the, the result is going to be very exciting because it's going to be something quite fresh that we don't quite know yet but it's but yeah it's the deter- like there's a lot of conceptual elements that are determining how it's going to work Amazing. but but we don't quite know the results so i think i think it's going to be like um you know like a punk rock sort of experimental jazz concert it's it's going to be a bit 
bonkers but i think the, the, but but and it's but the vis you got to remember the visual of this like people when they log in they're going to see themselves in a mirror as the robot as the lobster robot it's an experience of a pfp you know like like never before i mean it's like it's a telepresent experience of taking control of a robot lobster you yeah. know what i mean it's a, it's quite an, it's proper existential experience and then making work as that thing so it's like you know, I guess in my it may sometimes be hard to explain exactly. You know, in a nutshell, the the, the steps of the project is a bit more complicated than just doing a PFP project. But for me, the upside of that is immense because it's like it's the opportunity to actually do something that's that's unique in the space that no one else is is is, is developing in such a way. So yeah. I think you know, like for for every for every experience, also there'll be video footage of of the users controlling them uh, being a robot and controlling it and like so you know the and, and again it'll be a very you know aesthetic stage set as well yeah. like so it's going to be very well considered the, the way it looks great philip if i can just interrupt you for a moment bex i'm conscious that she's only got four minutes to go and she's been so patiently waiting with her hand up bex you have a question <laughs> yeah that's fine i just actually you mentioned um you know, your your peers like Turner Prize winners and, uh, you know, museums, galleries and, and things. I Just kind of interested to know sort of how on board or actually how snooty they've been about Web3 and the space that you're very much mo moved into and, and are, are working really hard at. Because I, I suppose over time, I've heard such differing views of it all and uh, from from gallery advisors and and things like that that i'd love to kind of get your viewpoint on how much resistance or encouragement you've actually had along along your journey i think that's a great question uh, bex i think um i think to be honest it's just it's typical of i guess you know that this sort of split which occurs with everything i mean like even with in in with art itself you know people in art disagree hugely about what's good art and what's bad art or what like you know so there's so much um you know let's say differing opinion and i think like i guess the institutional you know art can sometimes be very you know like say um it's like a sort of club in its own right and they they, they and and yes maybe at the beginning of the digital movement i think these type of institutions or, or you know communities were quite like pretentious maybe or a bit snobbish about it and maybe not didn't take it that seriously but then saying that <laughs> there's a lot of you know people that really did take it seriously so i think it's again it's very just probably been very divisive i think i found definitely like um it's just that uh, like a lot of people you know that in in the traditional art world have not been interested but then a lot of people have been so it's very it's very diverse um it would i couldn't really say that like all establishment people weren't into it because definitely a, a lot are actually quite into it or this even if they weren't at the beginning they've definitely become more interested in. i think it's it's just a bit like you know there's so much there's so much disagreement even in art about what like what makes good art or what's appropriate what's important in art and you know that it's such a crazy complicated discussion so in a way um the nft issue just played into that in terms of yeah, I don't know if that's really answering your question, but um, <laughs> I, th I think so. I think it's it's as split as uh, yeah, as I'm we not, all find exactly. It, right? I think, but what what I would say though is that that I think 
in my mind, you know, and I think for a lot of people then, the people that were a lot of um, more avant-garde art practices were already working a lot in digital art before because digital art wasn't such a commercial part of art prior to NFTs. You know, like if you were a video art maker or a or even a digital art maker, it wasn't like you didn't really have an easy track to auction and results and making a, a strong market for yourself as an artist, unless you're one of the very few very successful video artists or something. It wasn't like a an easily democratic, access, accessible, you know, way of making a living. And, and it was definitely much more niche and much more in a way supported. So weirdly, the digital art movement and the NFTs created a, an ecosystem for more digital oriented artists. And I think a lot of, you know, and some of these artists were definitely more artists that were, you know, with even more conceptual or more on the fringes of things. And so actually, I think that was a huge support to that. Um, and, and, you know, some of the, some of some artists really embraced that opportunity and stuff. And, and I think, um, yeah, and I think that that was definitely one of the amazing things that the NFT art movement also did was it gave gave this you know digital art medium a, a much greater um, position at the table of the art industry. Um, definitely, definitely. Bex, great question. Thank you so much. And if you drop out now, have a, um, a wonderful until we speak to you next. And good luck. Lovely. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. <laughs> um, Philip, I, um, yeah, listen, it's, it's fantastic listening to you talk about um, the, uh, the inspiration behind it. Let's, let's talk a little bit about like the operations behind it. Like, you know, it's um, building robots and then creating events that then kind of, and setting stages for these kind of exhibitions. Like what, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because when you think of art and artists, you typically think of someone in like a studio with a, you know, with paint or with a with a, a computer because they're doing it digitally or with, you know, bronze or <laughs> whatever it is. And, and but but you're you're essentially you're creating like a a show. Um, what goes into that? And and where do you or how do you start the process of doing that? Um, well, I guess definitely having, a, you know, a, a great team is a huge help. Like, I think otherwise it would be impossible for me to to be able to take on, like, you know, mixed projects or different. And I think also it, in developing my digital work and developing the metaverse and being able to constantly, let's say, update Lobsteropolis, it's been something that is only possible because I've I've been lucky enough, let's say, in my practice to, to, to build, like, a, a core studio team. So I think having the, the team is an amazing, like, way of of being able to develop um you know th these are more experimental parts of my practice um the in terms of like things you know a lot of the time also you know i'm making it up as i go along like obviously i've never built a robot before um or 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 put on a you know a, a crazy robot performance but i think it's the very nature of this going into the unknown which is interesting and i think that's what i want to be doing i always thought my spirit as an artist is to throw myself into the machine a bit like you know throwing a, a spanner into the works of a machine it's like i think there's something about art for me which is always about trying to be free as much as possible or being an astronaut of language in some weird way like you know heading off into some crazy direction is a good thing because it's it, it's a it's about um demonstrating the the power of art to, to, to sort of illustrate human freedom somehow or express to go into sort of no man's land and make make a, 
um, you know, a, a sort of art in an interesting space. And so I guess, yeah, like, and I guess for me, that's always been what's motivated me from to go into like either to metaverse as, as an idea. Going into the metaverse was interesting because again, it wasn't something I knew about it technically before. Um, and so I guess a lot of these things have been like a journey of learning and and um, yeah, and just trying to like um, yeah explore as much as possible and push the boundaries of my own practice as much as possible. Um, Amazing. Yeah, and I think that with anything, there's always the challenge of what's possible and what's and and I think sometimes with when when you know one has to think also on a, a budget because you know the problem is when you start getting into robotics, it can become super expensive. So then you, you just have to try and come up with you know solutions to ways of doing things that you can conceptually try and you know create something new where where you have to do it in a clever way so you can do it on on. To, yeah. to, in a way that you can afford so i think sometimes the limitation is also good because you focus on on you know like on trying to do something profound rather than you know like for even for example with with the painting element of the robot like rather than taking huge amount of time to to make you know to make the um robot be able to paint like Suzanne, it's like that's not really the concept so it became more about making the user be operate the robot in its in its simplistic nature but create a really interesting brush stroke that represents the sort of user controlling a lobster robot and that that stroke in a way is representative of of the limitations as well as the identity of the project so it it, it became you know it's just trying to play to the strengths of ideas rather than yeah than get caught up sometimes in the wrong way absolutely and okay let's let's talk then about the output and so essentially um you know let's let's pluck a number out of the air one two three so if we sold if it was 123 of and it's more i know it is but i'm just plucking a number if it was 123 nfts that, that were then able to create 123 artworks what then like what what's the what 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 follows the kind of the the output of, of what we're trying to create well, so um, once the, once the uh, the process the, the performance, let's say of the of the robot um, art factory is, is is finished, and that, that will, is, as I mentioned, will be very much like an art piece in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Then then we'll have the um, all the works which the holders have created, which then will will form an exhibition. Amazing. And then you know the the the, the holders will then claim the work they've created. Okay, and so. And so I know there's a little bit of work to do around that, but essentially what we're saying is that we, the, the, the works that are created are essentially put into exhibition so people will be able to view them and see them all together, which I think will be quite powerful, like looking at all of those, um, all of those pieces of art like in, in together, I think will be a very powerful thing. And then beyond that, there'll be a kind of a claiming process where people will be able to actually own the physical piece of art that they've co-produced with you. Yes, this is what we're, we're still finalizing exact details, just to, technically speaking. But basically, yes. the, every every work will be did will be there'll be a digital version of every work that every people create, like the holders create with the, with the robot. Mm-hmm. So there'll be there'll be a final work which will be there'll be a digital version of, and then there'll be the physical version which will be part of an exhibition. And the idea at the moment, which we're working out, is how then people are able to claim the physical. Yeah, and how the logistics of just getting the, the physicals to people. So we're just working that out. But the idea is doubt very much yes. with the concept is that the holder, you know, through the 
the first PFP is, is, is the controller is the key to, let's say, controlling the robot to make a new work where they will definitely then make a new work, which will, you know, be, which they will have a hand in and also the, the AI of the, of the, the super robot. And, 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 and that's what's going to be quite exciting, just the crazy imagery that we're going to, the crazy work we'll create. Incredible. Um, with and that. and from, a, from a timeline point of view, just so I know that we've covered all bases in terms of operations and then we can get a little bit more creative again. Um, from a timeline point of view, really, the essentially, you know, we're, we're talking about having a, a pre-minting uh, event where we can, in, as you say, make that installation of the robot. And that's something that is likely to have it happen pre-Christmas? Um, yes. Great. The, the launch will happen pre-Christmas in terms of the... The the well certainly uh, definitely the the public announcement and the um and the display the first display of the robot and and I think the also the the PFP mint will probably be before Christmas as well yes yeah um and then next year you know it's sort of towards probably mid to late January we'll probably do the the perf- the performance amazing amazing right and that will then run into the exhibition great. Well, now we're clear. <laughs> and it's, um, I think it's really great just to have all of that information out and presented in a way that people can now digest. Completely. And, uh, we'll, we'll, um, what, what basically will make it a lot more easy, I think, to digest is at the moment we're just working on some, some, some nice visual beats that, that um, you know, in the wording to really make it very clear, the, yeah. the, the three steps. And, and I think also like um, some animated videos that really dis- that demonstrate the performance element and 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 give an indication of how these works are going to look as well, which is really exciting because I think that's also what what for me is the most exciting thing of all is this is the creation of the project. You know what we're going to create with it. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think um and also like we'll we'll convert this into quite a tight um um uh, podcast. Um, so that uh, we can refer people to it and they can listen back because it's just really, really useful to uh, to be able to run through all of those different things. So um, if people want to uh, join the allow list, um, this is the bit where I can take over for a moment. Um, the, uh, the first pinned tweet is from the Lobsterbots and uh, that first pinned tweet um, will take you through to the Twitter profile for the Lobsterbots, uh, which there, and there is a link and the link will take you through to a um, um, like a form, and essentially people have to apply to uh, to get the allow list for this project. Essentially, they need to let us know that they're into kind of robotics and art, and that this is something that they you know really value and want to participate in the experiment. And so, um, yeah, anyone who hasn't done that yet, please do it. We're checking it all of the time. Just um, complete that form, and then we're building up an allow list at the moment, um, and uh, and. Yeah, that's that's growing all of the time, and it's really really exciting. I think for me, this is just such an individual use case, it, like creating a beautiful piece of art, but then allowing it to have this kind of one-time event um, that that where where it's a real experiment, and there is the output is obviously something that people can claim. I just think is such an exciting uh, prospect. Um, guys, so uh, I think Zerk may have just dropped down there accidentally. Um, but uh, Tom, Spaceman, like, I'd be interested to get your views on it, guys. Well, um, it's been a while since I've I've heard the 
the beautiful voice of Philip. Uh, it's been a few <laughs> months now. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's, I remember him <coughs> speaking. Well, Philip, you were speaking about the actual uh, the theory behind what you were building. And yeah, it was kind of super theoretical at the time. So it's an incredible to hear how it's now kind of really, you've, you're bringing it to life um, and, and very soon. Thanks so much, Tom. Uh, yeah, people say I've got a face for radio, not a voice. Um, <laughs> that's my crap joke every time I... Uh, just, yeah. I've told that joke already a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, yeah, I guess it's it's I, it's really exciting for me to in, have this project, which I guess is quite like, it's quite a passion project for, in terms of, because it's very much driven by the, the, the desire to like, you know, just be experimental and try and create something a bit, a bit fresh in the space. Because I think there's a lot of um, idealism in Web3 in terms of what people would love Web3 to be. And there's no better way of actually realizing that than putting your foot into the unknown a bit and be willing to take some risks with the art making. Because that, you know, for me, it's the very essence of what makes the Web3 space interesting for art is to use it in the way that only it can do. And this this project is, is a project that, you can you know it's for web three do you know what I mean? it's it's interface you know using you know telepresent robotics and you know the the interface of the computer and the, and, and creating something digital and that it's something that's entirely enabled but in web three so it's it's an opportunity to, to you know push the boundaries of art making a little bit with web three so i think and i think the result of which you know is for people that maybe don't get it at this stage, I think once they start seeing the visuals and the imagery and the video of, 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 a, of a lobster robot making art controlled by the user and stuff, I think that when it's just people seeing that on Twitter as an image, it's going to be like a bit bonkers and it will be a bit, it will demonstrate, I think, the essence of art making in the space, I think. Amazing, amazing. Um, Spaceman, I see your hand up. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um, <clears throat> this is not me trying to drag it back to the football, but um, I guess... <laughs> Firstly, Philip, like congratulations on uh, some of your amazing installations around Europe and, and the world over the last uh, months. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud holder since Mint. Uh, it's actually how I met Ben. So, uh, amazing. you know, congrats on the project. I think it's, uh, <clears throat> Thank it's you so absolutely much. sick. Um, my football link is uh, having been to uh, Doha and Qatar a couple of years ago. Uh, I know they're huge on their contemporary art installations. Um, and I wonder if you were approached by anyone or if you've had interest from Qatar in your work and what your view would be on that. Yeah, like at the moment, I've I've had no um, connection with my work in Qatar. But I mean, I have I have um, in other regions, you know, other countries in that in that region. Um, and, and, you know, I guess my, my view is that they're also in terms of because uh, there's definitely politics at play as well there and i think my view is always as much as one can is it's definitely good to to build bridges with art and 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 not to and you know and i think i'm definitely pro traveling my work to countries and and and, and sharing new audiences and creating international dialogue and conversation with art and i think it's a good way to build a bridge rather than 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 flaming divides between countries i think i think definitely super important for, for you know investigation and journal, journalism to play its role and things but i think in terms of for art i think it's also it's definitely good to try and and, and create bridges 
yeah as much yeah. as possible so i <clears throat> so i wouldn't be you know i would definitely be open to potentially one day doing a show in qatar i mean i think but I, i'm still also, but i'm definitely also open to journalists reporting on stuff and relating to the world cup or the build-ups so i think it's that's really important as well so yeah but what I, yeah but yeah i'm definitely not like someone that thinks we should boycott countries just because we don't agree with them yeah i think yeah. but it's definitely good if you don't agree with a country to make it clear but yeah. i don't think boycotting is necessarily uh, always the i think you know there's a certain degree where cultural exchange is really important yeah yeah well having having been there like i say it's uh it really is a mini mini dubai right now and with the world cup and everything all the eyes that brings i think you could expect uh to get a call sometime soon because they 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 love that uh, they love your work over there i'm sure um, yeah definitely i think a lot of these countries also which is really exciting is in a way they haven't got a huge museum establishment yet and i think it's it's i think contemporary art is something that that a lot of these countries are very keen to like start you know building more museums and Correct, and, yes. and, and creating more culture let's say for 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 for, for their own people but also for to help with tourism and everything and i think that that's a, a great thing if if it encourages like you know artists from different parts of the world to to, yeah. to go there and and, and sh- make sh- work and i think it just creates a more multicultural exactly. environment which yeah. i think is great no i totally agree thanks great, ben. Qu- great question spaceman thanks ever so much for that and i think um yeah i mean it segues really nicely actually into the other work that you've got live at the moment and it's, it's probably worth just updating people so you've you're currently exhibiting or you've got large activations going on in three countries right now yeah so we've got um a, a big show in rome at the moment the sculpture show and then this, this, this show in the museum in rome and then that's running until january and then we have uh, a big show in japan opening and um thir- on the third of december um i think karazawu art museum that's, that's, a, that's also got quite a lot of my digital work in that show. I think we've got a whole room dedicated to Lobstars and then there's um, another room dedicated to different NFT works I've done and, 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 and the metaverse and stuff. So quite a lot. Uh, it's, it's not, I like the way they've really contextualized the, my digital work as part of the overall show. And that's really exciting. I mean, can't wait to go back to Japan. And then um, I've also got yeah, a show in Shanghai that opened at Pearl Lamb Gallery, which... Um, I'm excited to have like a, 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 quite a lot of new furniture pieces I've made for that. And also it's quite an immersive installation. I created a lot of wallpapers. Um, and so tried to really make the experience of the, of the museum, of the gallery feel quite immersive. Yeah. I've just pinned that one actually. I I'd noticed all of the different colors and as you say, the wallpapers in that um, exhibition, it looks like noticeably different from the last few that we've, obviously all seen photographs from yeah so that's... and what's um what's cool about that is having the furniture in there with they've now added like the furniture with the lamps and telephones and so so it really feels like a, a pop surrealist interior world like a like a crazy something... ikea scene <laughs> yeah like sort of um on ikea and the lobster planet yeah <laughs> um we've got a request actually from i i always get his name wrong i'm any i mean i am an i am any now as a speaker who who is uh one of one holder philip owns the uh like the real nice transparent swan lobster oh, amazing collection yeah and, so has cool. a, and, and minted it actually wow um, yeah i am any um how are you man 
Good afternoon, everybody, and happy holidays and all that good stuff. Happy holidays to you. Remind me how to yeah. pronounce your name. It's just Eni. I, I mean, I am Eni, so, or Eni. I am yeah, Eni. Just Eni. Uh, I am Eni. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's a long Goodness story, but I, I'm like a huge gamer. I've been in the gaming space since Pong. Um, you know, my gaming name was <laughs> Annihilator. And when I transferred <laughs> over into this space, I said, hey, that's kind of a little harsh. Maybe I should maybe I should <laughs> soften it yeah, up. Yeah, so that's what, okay. that's what I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yet, how are you? You've still got your beautiful, uh, your beautiful swan. Yes, my Bajark. I was lucky enough, yes, to uh, mint a one-on-one. And I've got, uh, I'm involved in the, uh, the secret room. So of this experiment, I'm super excited about. Um, I guess my question is, uh, you know, I, I've seen all the advertising and just the effort and you're always pushing, you know, the team and Ben, I'm, I'm always so impressed. So I'm super excited to, to see this. Uh, so I have two questions. One, when do you think you're going to be going back to Japan? Because I'm going to be going back to Japan. That would be awesome to meet oh, up. Amazing. I mean, you should definitely come to the exhibition opening. It's on the 3rd of December. I'm going to go. I, go, I fly there on the 2nd of December. Okay. And the opening is on the third. So if you're, I'll send you the invite. That's this get... year. <laughs> yeah. Yes, oh, that's, that's a little year. quick, but maybe that's good to know. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> and it's like actually next week, basically. So I think it's like two weeks. <laughs> and then the Crazy other scene. one is, since this is a robot, um, my concern is I'd like to get with my mechanic. Is there a schematic or anything? I'm concerned if I, if there's anything that goes wrong with my robot, will my mechanic be able to handle this uh, this venture? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well basically the because we're we're going to be scheduling like the robot effectively is one robot that each holder gets to control that like, gets a slot as part of the performance and and due to the fact that like every holder in a way has to control it through you know on a set time slot o- online <laughs> if they're we're going to have a preset like there's, there's a list of choices and stuff that before the before the performance every holder will get to choose like some key things so if if you have any area anyone has any connection issues then there will be the, the robot will have a, will have your instructions predetermined if if you don't get if if for some reason you have a problem logging in if if you shouldn't have a problem logging in because obviously we've developed a special like um mm-hmm. developed like a platform online like our own website with specially developed functions. So you go, you like you're inside the lobster brain and each holder then has the slot where they take control. But, and, and let's say, um, you know, like that, that experience will be perceived through, through the, through through the computer basically. Um, But, but then if, if there is technical problem there, there there is instructions that each each holder gives to the robot which you know if it, which the robot will take if, if it can't be controlled there and then if like for some reason there's a, there's a technical issue because the challenge we have is is to try and like we we want um to basically try and utilize you know having like quite a few users take control of the robot mm. so we need to do that in an organized way so it's like because we don't we also want it, we want it to be a performance rather than just because the other option is we had is just having the robot linked up in the studio and then people could you know come over the, a longer course of time and just take control of the robot but we wanted to have it like in a performance like a bit like going to the opera or something we wanted the the experience of uh, this to be like an art piece in and of itself so that's why we needed to coordinate everyone in time but but after that definitely we probably will have the robot 
in the studio so holders can also just log in in other times and have a go and playing around with it in a, in a less dramatic location. Amazing. I was just joking around, but all that information, I'm so glad I asked. That was amazing. <laughs> so the, um, yeah, the, uh, the, the way people will be able to sort of like book in essentially is uh, if you imagine like a token gated Calendly. So essentially you'll be able to, you know, validate your token, which will allow you in to then book your timing and then make some selections on kind of like, um, yeah, as, as Philip says, like the, the, the different things, the different kind of variables that will allow you to create a different piece of work. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I talk about it like I know what I'm on about, but honestly, the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing blows my mind a little bit. It sounds amazing. It really yeah, does. Very exciting. Um, I'm wondering if anyone else wants to come up and ask Philip a question. Because there's a few, few minutes left. Um, and if not, then uh, I will, um, I will allow Philip to go about his day and uh, and thank him. Yeah, we haven't got anyone coming up, Philip. So, Philip, listen, it's always an absolute pleasure to uh to have you on the show and to um to to present with you and um i'm personally you know with my own involvement really looking forward to watching this unfold but i'm also really looking forward to kind of bringing friends and and community members along on the journey because i think this is just such a, a an exciting development in web3 use case you know the ability initially to own a piece of your art, which which would allow me to be able to, you know, have regular contact and see what you're doing is one thing. To own a piece that allows me to actually collaborate with you and create something um, that is a Colbert piece of work, essentially, but that I own and that I had a hand in is just staggering, really. And I think it's really, really exciting. Can't wait to watch it unfold. Thank you so much, Ben. And thank you, everyone, for joining Great. Um, well, look, I will leave it there and I will let you go. Uh, Spaceman, Tom, thank you so much for uh, your time today, guys. Um, I am Eni. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming up and uh, and answering your one. And, uh, and, and yes, um, Philip, thank you so much. Everybody, have a wonderful week. Come back on Thursday for our um, first open mic session. Um, and, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to, uh, to hosting you all, finding out a little bit about what's going on. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful week. Big energy, everybody. Big energy. Big energy. Arigato. <laughs> I have turned a song of this beautiful land, but there comes a time.